Hey, Chris. Yeah? It's Living Room 101. What, now? Yeah, now. We've started. What? Yeah. Oh, all right. Cool, man. That caught you unawares, didn't it? Yeah. Crikey. <laughs> I was just On watching you stand it. Oh, yeah. You always yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Should we just get into it? Yeah, let's get straight in it. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, Who's yeah, going to yeah. go first? Uh, guess. You. It's correct. Ding! Yeah, um, you're chomping at the bit. <laughs> Absolutely, I am. I actually need to say this one. So what I would like you to put into Living Room 101, please, Tom, is putting the mic out for the crowd to sing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I uh, really hate putting the mic out for the crowd to sing. Please yeah. stop doing that. Okay, but you can't so- have seen that very much, like... In recent recent times, can you? No, no, no. I am really talking uh, on YouTube videos right at the moment, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like any normal guy, mm-hmm. I was watching Elton John and George Michael doing Don't Let the Sun, Let go, the sun down. go Down. And then I watched, I'm pretty sure I watched Careless Whisper. Yeah. Um so obviously these anthemic, you know, songs are where it happens. I, I also got into a bit of Live Aid. I watched yes. some Phil Collins. Oh, yeah. Although actually, to be fair to Phil, I don't think he did it. But, you know, I was in that kind of vibe. So, okay, I admit this is quite old footage. But <laughs> I still fear that it goes on, okay? Yeah. So I've paid my money mm-hmm. to watch my YouTube video. Right. Of course. To, to go to the George Michael concert, right? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. want to hear George Michael singing Careless mm. Whisper. Mm. I don't want to hear myself plus 90,000 other people mm. at Wembley Stadium uh, or Wembley Arena mm. or the O2 sing yeah. Careless Whisper. I don't no. – and it – do you know what I mean? Like you, George Michael sings that song because he's a really good singer. Yeah. You know, Adele sings her – you know, belters because she's a good singer. But mm. yeah. and you can't it's even some... hear it properly. Like you like the song. You like mm. the song. You want to hear the song. You mm. know? Should have known better than to cheat a friend. Yeah. You know, well, I'm there for that. I don't want to build up and then George to put the microphone out and then Should have known better than to cheat a friend. That sort of like loose like, yeah, of course, everyone's singing it. And then it would be lovely as the yeah. backing track to George singing it. Mm. That would be really, really nice, atmospheric. Mm. <laughs> but I don't, I don't just want the backing track. Yeah. Um, have, you, have you seen that stuff or been to concerts where, like, the performer might be getting on a bit? Um, and then, <laughs> they, and they, you, you sort of suspect that the mic's going out to the audience for the bits of the song that they can no longer sing, you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe you know, that's it. The really I, um, bits or the, or, the, or the kind of complicated bits, and uh, and then maybe they lose their place and they kind of go back to themselves and they, oh, no, better go back to the audience. Oh, back like, to the audience. Little rest yeah. for the voice. I'm a, I'm a bit uh, obsessed mm. with the current look of Barry Manilow. Has, oh. I, I, have you seen him in sort of recent years? I haven't, no. Um, this is, I have ended up on YouTube watching him on, I think it's on Lorraine Kelly's chat show. Oh, God. Uh, oh, my goodness, me. Um, That's a combo, uh, isn't it? Lorraine Kelly and Barry Manilow. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and also, like, I do find Barry Manilow, he's, he's like, disconcertingly tall. He's, like, quite a small head. What? Yeah, yeah, you've got, to, oh. you've got to watch. You've got to watch some concert footage of Barry. I would have thought he was quite small. I know, I know, because his face is quite small. I'm whispering as though he's in the room with me. Yeah, you know? don't let him hear um, you. He'll go, no, he'll, he'll no. go berserk. Um, but Barry now, you know, he is really quite elderly, I, I suspect. Difficult oh, yeah. to tell from the face, but, um, yep. you know, uh, but I, I suspect there was maybe a bit of that going on. But he's a real showman, is Barry. You know, oh, he's yeah. really like, he knows he knows the stagecraft. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was doing a fair bit of it, as I, as I recall. At that, in that kind of performance, I suspect there's a little bit maybe of giving the, uh, giving the <laughs> voice a rest. But yeah. But George Michael in 1988, like, come on, man. Top of his powers. Exactly. He didn't arrest that voice. <laughs> no. He no. just, and, and I get it. Listen, listen, look. Mm. If I am singing my anthemic pop songs to mm. 90,000 people on a stadium tour, I want to hear that. I want to hear them sing the song I wrote. Yes, yeah. I wrote it in a little mm. recording studio in Acton. You yeah. believe it? It's tiny, yeah. like it's on it's on a kind of industrial estate. So it was just best, me, best me. Work, though. Oh, oh, thanks, man. But it was just yeah, me, yeah. Andrew Ridgely. Oh, the, he was yeah, the engineer. Coming holiday. Back, yeah. He wasn't. Yeah, he'd been. This was like in the autumn. It was way long back from the holiday. Long back. He'd started his day yeah. job. Yeah. Exactly. And I was like, Andrew. Um, uh, Neil, the engineer, was called. Cool. I was like, I've got an idea for a song, right? It's a love song. And they were like, come on, Chris, man. We've done a lot of these anthemic mm. love songs. I'm like, no, no, no. But get this one. This one's about unrequited love. Oh, nice. And nice twist. I, I, yeah. And I am the, you know, I'm I'm the person in love. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. sad, you know. It's, mm. it's like that Bonnie Raitt song about, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever it was. Not, you know, just you, I can't make you love me. Um, and they were like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Let's hear it. And I belted it out and they were like, Chris, that is like your best ever song. And I was like, guys, come on. No, no. That's, and he's a pretty tough crowd, isn't he? Andrew. So that's great. Neil, Neil, you know, he barely says a word. So if he's saying your song's good, then you know, you're onto something. Yeah. Yeah. Neil is no sycophant. Let's put it that way. So I, I went into it. There was tears. Ridgely was in tears. Was I was he? in tears. Yeah, yeah. I was in tears as well. Those big doe eyes. Yeah, yeah. Neil wasn't yeah. crying, but he like he didn't really look at me when I'd finished. Oh, that's that's um, Neil. That's that's yeah. That's yeah. pretty much like everyone having a nervous breakdown of total emotion. Neil exactly. not looking at you. Neil yeah. not looking at you means that yeah. you've really got through to him. Yeah, Neil's an eye contact guy. You know what I mean. Exactly. Um, so, so I knew it was going to be a huge hit. But that said, you never know for sure. I like knew in my heart, but my head was saying, "Hold up, hold up." The yeah. People might not respond. The fans. You never know. They're very fickle. Yeah, they're fickle. They might yeah. just want the you know all my hits from last summer. They all want the old stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, but then I've gone. I've done. We've done the arena tour. Yeah. It sold out very quickly and made me a lot of money. But anyway, that's, that's not the that's point really of the good. story. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, but this song, hearing it sung back to me, I was it was just vindication. I was like, we mm. were all right in Acton. Neil was right not to look at me. Ridgely yeah, yeah. was right to break down. I was yeah. right to finish the song, take a deep breath, and then have to get, get on my knees and cover my face because the oh. emotion was so strong. I was like, I was down. I was with in a tea tears. towel. With a tea towel. 
No, no, just with my hands. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, you know, like sobbing into my hands. Wow. Um, so that's, that's so powerful. What I'm trying to say is I understand George's instinct to hold the mic out, right? I understand mm-hmm. when Adele and Barry Manilow and Elton, yeah. you know, and the Spice mm-hmm. Girls, you know, they want to put the mic out to the crowd. I can't see Elton doing it. Well, think piano. about Elton. It'd be very actually. awkward, wouldn't it? Yeah, 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 piano. yeah. You're right. That's why Phil. That's why Phil Collins didn't do it at Live Aid. He's at the piano. He's always behind the drums. Or behind the drums. He wasn't even the best drummer in the band. You've well, got to watch Live Aid. You've okay. got to watch Live Aid. Um, come, coming in the air. Is that what it's actually called? Coming, coming in the air tonight, or whatever it's no, called. No, it's in the air tonight. Yeah. In the air tonight. Yeah, come coming is a, is not a great word to put in a song title, is it? Not um, really. So yeah, he's straight on that piano. But do you know what? You've mentioned. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry, are you sure he's on the piano in in the air tonight? Because that is the most iconic drum break in any song ever. When he sort of listen does the drum break, you think look, Phil Collins look. is definitely on the piano, yeah? Because he look, he flew look. over, he flew over from the UK, didn't he? And he played in both. <laughs> Concerts. He played in the UK one and he played in the American one. He yeah, went yeah, over yeah. there to America. Yeah, and you're yeah, saying he came on stage singing in the air tonight and was, was on the piano doing it. And he didn't do the iconic drum break. He Look, must have done the drum I, break. I can't, off the top of my bonds, even think of another Phil Collins song. So I think it must have been in the air tonight. You can't hurry love. No, 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 no. Shushu Shudio. Oh, what a tune. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm quite wrong. I've just found it in my YouTube browsing history. What is it? Phil Collins, Against All Odds, Live Aid 1985. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. There you the go. The thought of you coming back to me was against all odds. Yeah. So he... um. He, but but now you've mentioned the drums thing. Of course, yeah. I should have been thinking that myself. I've let myself down there. But he mm. does actually play a bum note, quite a bad like bum note, right at the beginning of that iconic performance. On the piano? On the piano. So, you know, maybe he was like, oh, I wish I was on the drums. I wouldn't have well, made pe- that error. People used to call him Sausage Fingers. Now they say that about Prince Charles. Really? Oh my is goodness! It, Have you not seen it, the Prince Charles Sausage Fingers? No, I think it's worth googling right now. Prince Charles okay. Sausage Fingers. <laughs> okay, the fans, Living Room One Hundred One fans, want to hear your reaction. <laughs> should I pass the mic out to the Living Room One Hundred One fans? <laughs> yeah, you should actually. In this case, okay. Prince Charles Fingers. Yeah, Google, Google images. images. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was really disappointing. Well, he's got an. You don't want to. Okay, you don't want to laugh. You don't want to laugh at him. I'm not. He's got some condition, hasn't he? Yeah, but I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to go like this. Ooh. But you didn't, (laughs) and that's cool. But that's cool. But he does have very. um, I think he's got some sort of water retention on his hands. I see. Yeah. Not not laughing at him. I'm just Mm. saying that is. They are. Okay. Yeah, well, I just made that up about Phil Collins. I didn't, you know, I don't think he has got sausage fingers. Um, but I just was presuming it because he had a bum note, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did they ever call him Butterfingers as well? 
What, did he used to drop things a lot? I imagine so, like drumsticks and all that. Oh, that's why like, he had like a massive pot of drumsticks. Um, <laughs> because he used to just drop them all the time. And he only had one drum break to do. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But what a drum break, eh? Oh, it's a great drum break, yeah. Um, um, what what happened to Phil Collins? Why do we... What, what, do you, he's, he's, all, he's everywhere at the moment. He's all over. Is he? Genesis are on tour. Are they? Well, I think they're coming back on tour, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not everywhere, is he? He's not. I'm, I'm, no. I, the thing is, I've, I think I've seen him on YouTube a couple of times that I've actually played in the air tonight or, or a couple of things. Um, Stan's Against getting all odds? <sighs> no, no. Stan's getting into the like YouTube videos like for songs mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I've been playing him some iconic 80s stuff. <laughs> yeah, like was, what? what? Appeared. <laughs> well, Phil, you know. and uh, But Jim Steinman just died, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, just shout out to Jim Steinman, the bombastic, theatrical rock and roll writer. Mm. And... Um, he, what a career he had. Do you know he worked with Take That? No. I, I don't really know anything about him other than he okay. wrote Bat Out of Hell because I saw it on the news website. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wrote all that, and then he went off. He wrote um, Bonnie Tyler, all her iconic hits. What? Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, my goodness. All those things. So these, anything that you hear in that ilk, you know, that is like way over the top, you know, it's, it's yeah, probably yeah. hidden behind it. Wow. Um, and so then, and then he, right up to date, like he's... He did, yeah. I was like, "Take that!" What are you talking about, Jim Steinman? But um, <laughs> just the sort of just the collaboration was like kind of. But he, he's on record of sort of saying, you know, like silliness is good, you know, silliness. So he, he yeah. had this whole kind of knowing, tongue in cheek approach to all the songs. But I just think they're great. Anyway, mm. so so a lot of that kind of stuff. I've I've sort of been playing Stan and <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, just having a laugh with it. You know what I mean? So, um, so the question for you is: How hmm. have you been noticing a lot of putting the mic out for the crowd to sing? And if you have, has it been hmm. annoying you? And has it been annoying Stan? Um, I haven't seen it recently on my YouTube Odysseys, but oh, okay. I know I know of it. You know, I've seen it in yeah. concerts and stuff like that. Now, my I suppose my counter argument to you is mm-hmm. like I've enjoyed that sometimes taking part in the sing along. Yeah, you know I mean? it's part of the crowd being included in the sort of experience of the song, mm-hmm. uh, and the artist obviously like really, you know, really sort of appreciating the fact that you know the words and you. So it's like this exchange where you're like, you're saying, "Yes, we love your song and we love it so much. We know the words and we're going to help you sing it." And and they're being generous about, you know, um, allowing you to do that if they're not resting their voice. And <laughs> you know, I like that. I think that's part of part of the yeah. live music experience. Um, and in a way, it's like a little bit, um, isn't it a bit, you know, a bit of ego at work where, like, your singers say, no, but they're not singing it. They won't say it right. I'm, I'm just going to sing it myself. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we've found what probably is the problem here because I think you are much more of a live music aficionado than I am. Like, I think most of the concert footage <laughs> I see is From I'm not, con- yeah, I'm not, like having that <laughs> subjective experience. So you're in the comfort of your chaise long and you want, I'm to on my chaise long. I'm on my divan. Yeah. And you just um, want, you want the purity of the song that you were expecting. You don't want yes. any kind of besmirchment. I mean, I get that. I get that. What I get annoyed by is you go on YouTube and you want the purity of that song and you want it to just to hit the buttons that it wants. <laughs> it needs to hit. Yeah. You're you like, like, 
Yeah. Then you'll get like some concert footage that you've clicked on by mistake, um, <laughs> and it'll be taken on a phone, and you'll hear like Brian who's holding the phone, like going, oh, "Coming back to me it was against all odds." Oh, Philly. I tell you what, he's uh, he's not as good as he used to be, but he's almost as good. His voice <laughs> is almost still as good as it used to be. Not quite as good, but almost as good. And then you, and it's just totally ruined the moment. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to go and I don't know, make another coffee yeah. and just enjoy the enjoy the weave of the chaise long. You know what I mean? The kind of the weave of the surface just for the rest yeah. of the evening. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. You know, like any sane person, I've thought to myself. I've got to listen to Phil Collins against all odds now. Yeah. And yeah. nothing else will do. <laughs> nothing else will do. That's another and shit song. I want to see that face. You know what I mean? Like I've got to see it. So I've got to get on YouTube. Here we go. And I've gone on to the concert footage. because It looks exciting and it's not really delivered. No. Uh, but, 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 but as I say, like, I don't think Phil actually did it, but George. Okay. So George, but okay. All right. I'm going to admit that I, I, I see what you're saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's a concert. It's really for the people in the moment. Yeah. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever had that experience. Well, do you know what? The best gig I've ever been to, I think yeah. was, uh, seeing Faithless at V Festival years uh-huh. and years ago now. But, um, and there's this, song they've got called um, We Come One, okay? Mm. And um, Maxi Jazz are on stage sort of uh, asking the audience to sort of sing that, the title of the track, which was the main lyric, really. Mm. Like, make this sign where you sort of held, held your finger up. And the whole, mm. I mean, I guess it was, what, 60,000 people or something like that. The whole crowd doing it, just as the sun was going down. Oh. Um, just like, shout, We Come One, like that. Sister Bliss, isn't it, on the keyboard? And it was incredible. Mm, it was incredible. Communal, like, like yeah. ritual. He was babsing. He started babsing. He was like, he just had his hand <laughs> on his heart, had his hand on his heart, the microphone, like, stuck out into the audience, and we were just, like, you know, carrying the whole the whole thing into another <laughs> another dimension. Um, wow. Maxi Jazz, um, famous Buddhist as he is, was transcended, you know, by that. And wow. uh, so Is we gave what... him the experience in a way. Oh, that was kind. What? Um, I don't know what babsing means. Babsing is crying. Ah, babsing, yeah. greeting. He was greeting. Like, right, he was babsing. He was babsing. I'm not surprised he was babsing. He was, he was babsing. He couldn't speak. He was like so taken with emotion. So it was good then. That was a good use of turning oh, it was the, amazing. the mic. It was, it was amazing. Great. He couldn't yeah, yeah. do it. He was babsing. He was babsing. Yeah. He couldn't be singing. <laughs> um, I mean that, that sounds brilliant I wish I was there the thing is like you know if we put this into Living Room 101 we're not necessarily going to have that experience again um, yeah you know which would be a shame it'd be a when, shame for those coming you, after you know what I mean <laughs> when are you predicting that um, we'll be able to have a big crowd like that again what's your prediction uh, well, me and my brother are going to the Isle of Wight Festival in September. Woo! Um, you know, we've still got it. Still who, got are it. You, um, who are you going to see there? <laughs> 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 you mean who's headlining on the day we're going? I. Duran Duran. <laughs> <laughs> now, Le Bon. 
I bet he's a big fan of putting the mic out to the crowd. Yeah, of course he is. Of course, of course he is. He is. There's going to be a lot like of that. the wolf. <laughs> like the wolf. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it in, in entirely the spirit of Jim Steinman, a bit silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, with yeah, my tongue yeah, firmly yeah. in my cheek. Good songs, 80s, bit of memories yeah. about school disco. Um, <laughs> and But I've got my tongue in my cheek. Obvs, obvs have got my tongue in my cheek. Obvs, obvs, and, obvs. Uh, But it'll be fun. It'll be yeah, fun. Yeah, of course out. it will. Of course after, it will. After, after lockdown. I actually went on YouTube to check out what they're doing recently, and they've, they've got a recent version, mm. uh, which is worth checking out, of Five Years by David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've done a version of that, and it's actually quite good. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. can't even believe that I'm sort of saying that, it's sort of sacrilegious almost to say it, but yeah. um, they sing it quite well. And, like, <laughs> it's just these bands that go on forever, you know. Like, a band like that, it's there's been this kind of weird kind of thing, and I think it's like a marketing thing, isn't it, where... Duran Duran, probably like, what, 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, would have been on a kind of 80s jukebox bill, wouldn't they? Probably. Yeah. Of like, yeah, yeah. you know, you go to maybe like Shepherd's Bush Empire on a Thursday and you'll <laughs> see like, you'll see them, you'll maybe see, uh, who else might you see on that? Midge Ewer, he'd um, be there. Oh, and Midge then, Ewer, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then maybe Fergal Sharkey, you know, he, he's, yeah, yeah, he's part yeah. of the band. Maybe like um, Claire Grogan from Altered Images. Yeah, yeah, she can't yeah. call herself Altered Images because... You know, they've split with the band, but um, I don't know whether that's true or not. She probably just called herself all those images. That's fine. Um, and Duran Duran might be there headlining, you know, Would, that kind um, of jukebox. Bananarama? Bananarama might be there as part of the jukebox. But then, like, with the festivals and, like, the whole thing of, like, bands coming back and, like, still being good, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, against the odds, against all, you coming back to me, baby, against the odds. You coming back to me, baby, <laughs> against all odds. Yeah. Joanne, so, Joanne, coming back against all odds. Someone to someone decided, fuck it, we're going to put them on the headline. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone's just going to buy into it. They go, oh, yeah, Joanne, Joanne, yeah. They've just been around forever and they're, they're still, head, you know, yeah, they're still they're got good it. now. So, <laughs> but but you got this weird combo in Duran Duran. If you check them out on YouTube, of like a couple of them have sort of aged quite well. Um, yeah, Lebon's actually aged not that badly. Um, against yeah, the odds, against the odds, he's aged not quite devil. badly. <laughs> um, but then a couple of the others, like the really thin one, can't remember his name. But um, that's wow, wow, they look old. You know. Oh yeah, and they're still doing all that makeup. Is it John Taylor or oh, something Taylor? Gosh, is gosh. Um, yeah. lovely, lovely. One of them's still got kind of frosted tips, which yes. um, which I'm yeah. I'm fully down with. I'm down with that, especially yeah. as a breakfast cereal. <laughs> um, yeah, lovely. Le Bon's looking cracking, very yeah. good. Lovely, yeah. um, sort of pashmina he's gone for, sort of leopard <laughs> print pashmina <laughs> that's nice isn't it yeah 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 that's nice yeah 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 so i i don't think it would be right to touch on phil collins without mentioning buster did you ever see buster oh yeah yeah was that about the train robbers yeah 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 one of his greatest acting roles alongside julie walters i thought yeah yeah i think it was julie walters anyway me me and me and my brothers loved that film yeah was he um? Was he a bin man in that? Yeah. Was he a bin man? I can't remember. All I remember is his robbery. Is his robber persona? His robber persona. Yeah. He was. He was a robber. But I think he was on a 
at some point he was on a, a bin lorry. Yes. Yes, he, yes, um, yes, yes. I remember this. But or was that just the video to the to the, to the song that went with it? What was the song that went with it? Hang on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it You Can't How We Love? You Can't How We Love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, you're kidding the Google tonight. Oh, Buster soundtrack. Two hearts and a groovy kind of love. A groovy kind of love. A groovy kind of love. Uh, that was quite a good song, wasn't it? Yeah. Can I mean, in the kind of, you know, in that genre, if you like that kind of thing. I actually quite liked uh, his version of You Can't Ho We Love, but it's a very good mm. song originally, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Originally. Yeah. Two hearts. Yeah. I want to sing do, two do, do. hearts. I tell you the Living thing about just one man. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Good. That's, good. that's good, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, give us a bit more of that. That's good. Two hearts. Yeah. Living in a just one mind. Something like together forever. Yeah. Until the end of Pass time. Pass the mic out to the audience. Yeah. The, to the, audience. the audience will know. That's it. <laughs> Going local down in Acapulco, the magic down there is strong, strong. Yeah. Do you remember the um the bros noise? Mm. I really am gonna have to do that now. Hang on, the bros. What do you mean? You remember bros? When will I will I be famous? Yeah. But they would they would go. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's I, good, isn't it? I'm not going to stop doing that now for at least one week. Amazing. That's great. That sounds like a sample that you've you've already sampled. It's the little, it's a little like breathy pop at the end. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing it exactly the same each time. That's, that's pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, thanks, man. Are you going to try it or? That's your robot in you. Am I going to try that? What you just yeah. done? Yeah. No, because that's like a lifetime of practicing that you've Yeah, had. that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I tried that, I would, that would just be, yeah, that wouldn't come out well at all. Do you want to sing, want to sing any bros? Or? When will I, will I be famous? I, I can't, can't answer. answer. I can't I can answer, answer that. that. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a bros tribute band, maybe. What, me and you? Yeah, yeah. We need a third, though, don't we? We need um, a Craig. We need a Craig. Will Mel do it? What is our Craig? Your wife, yeah, Mel. Mel could be she'd, our Craig. She'd be Craig, yeah. She could or be Stan. our Wendy Craig. She could be our Wendy Craig. Oh, lovely butterflies. Well, a little Stan on. Oh, I tell you what, we could have Teddy. He'd be good. In yeah, his yeah, walker. yeah. He's not <laughs> crawling even. He, we could just pack him, bang him in his walker. Thing is, like Teddy in his walker would be better than the original Craig. <laughs> Poor Craig, though. Craig never stood a chance, did he? That was a shame, wasn't it? It was a shame. must have been awful. He's very handsome, identical twins, plus Craig. I mean... Yeah. You know, some some scenarios that you look at, like, you just think, the profound mental illness that that situation (laughs) must have caused him. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) That's one of my scenarios. The other one I heard about was, um, I think it was Victoria Pendleton, um, Mm -hmm. who got very very sort of messed up psychologically mm. doing the uh, bicycling around the velodrome. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So really dark kind of things about like 
she'd have these very vivid dreams apparently about being chased around it by these oh. kind of demonic like really? you know bikes and it's just it's the dark side of the velodrome you know what i mean yeah um, yeah yeah yeah. just and always it's, pushing yourself beyond your limit yeah and it just sounded horrendous like this like the yeah. things that were going on psychologically with it you know what i mean and it's like ah oh, you sort of you don't think about it. you see sort of you see boss like on a poster and you see <laughs> you certainly don't think about it at the time you just think what kind of mental torture is going through pendleton you see on the telly you know probably like 3 p.m. on a weekend when it's the Olympics or something, <laughs> and you just you just want to tune in, don't you? You just want to tune in, see a bit of sport. Yeah, and it's you know really think? quick. You know, and that's like, sort of like just that's that's just something really kind of pure, and you just kind of think nothing psychological about. But like the way she was describing it, you just think, wow, this is this is like some horrendous psychodrama that is being played out in front of your eyes, unbeknown to you as you're watching it, because yeah. you've all all you got is this kind of inane commentary. And then this like fluffy interview afterwards, but wouldn't it be amazing if like you know they'd interviewed her afterwards and, and say how was the race? For you? Oh, it was like it was it was profound mental torture. Um, yeah, and, and the commentators goes, oh right, um, like maybe it's Claire Balding. You know, she goes, oh right, oh um, yes. Uh, so why was that then? So well, you know, this past week and all the way up to the race, I've be, I've been sort of not getting any sleep. Um, I'm having these. I call them dreams, but actually they're hallucinations. They're like vivid hallucinations of being chased mm. um, uh, by what I can only describe as like a profound sort of tear in the sort of space-time continuum, like on a bike. Yeah, and it's it's that kind of blob of yeah blob of sort of space-time uh, that is me- malevolent. That is, it's just following me around the velodrome, and I can't get away. And then I, I wake, well, I say I wake up, but actually I am awake while I've kind of envisaging this. And then it's time for the race and I'm sweating. Um, and all I can think of is, is this blob's going to get me. You know, hopefully after this interview, I'll stop kind of hallucinating your face ch- changing shape the way it's changing <laughs> as I'm watching you. Um, and this camera is pointing at me and, and I just need to go home and just have a walk. You know, I need to get off the bike and just have a walk by a river. Yeah. I just want... I want a cup of tea. I want two crumpets yeah. and I want to walk by the river Yeah, because I've had enough of hallucinating demons. Yeah. 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 On that, on that bike, on the bike. The worst thing about the hallucination that I had. Yeah. Difficult to describe exactly what it was, but it was definitely sort of a physical thing like a jelly. Um, and then, but then Chris Hoy's thighs, which is mm. protruding coming out the side and, and, Oh, Instead yeah. of it having sort of hands and arms, mm. like holding onto the, the, the handlebar, mm. it was actually Chris Hoy's thighs that were that were sort of holding onto the handlebars. And what? The, you know, so it, Chris Hoy's thighs twice? Yeah, twice. Well, no, two two thighs. He's got two thighs. So they were oh, there. I thought they were coming out the side and holding onto the handlebars. No, they were coming out the side, but then they were sort of, they were the things that were anchoring it to the handlebars. Well. Oh, so, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So they were there. Um, and in a way, that that was probably the worst bit of the hallucination. Mm, mm, um, mm, and mm. it's going to take me probably several months to stop seeing that. Um, yeah. Any other bits of Chris Hoy on it? or Just his thighs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just his thighs, yeah. You sure? Well, yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't just Chris Hoy? Um, well, now you mention it. But he's, I mean, generally Chris Hoy uses his arms to hold the... Yeah, he normally he's got his head is there and there's yeah. all, all his like his feet and all that. 
I mean, yeah, normally, yeah. normally his head is there. Yeah, it is. I mean, every time I've ever seen Chris Hoy, yeah, it, his thighs have been there. Like, don't don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but like all his other bits have been there as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. You know, and it's like I just hope that because I think the reason that I could see Chris Hoy's thighs um, is is because Chris Hoy's thighs sort of define who he is. You know. So with you, Claire, um, all I can see is your the haircut that you've had since you were eighteen, um, and you know that for me yeah. sort of defines who you are. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I mean, yeah. ho- hopefully, hopefully, this condition you know will will dissipate over time. Mm, mm. Anyway, point being, you don't really think of that side of it, do you? But then Claire, yeah, exactly. Claire's just like, oh well, well done though. Yeah, Claire's is well, well done. Back to you in the studio. Yeah, yeah. And then Hazel is like, okay, let's see what's happening over on the judo. The thing is, like, if it if if like Hazel was anchoring, she'd probably gloss over it, just like you've said, like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you one thing: if Gabby Roslin, if mm. Gabby Logan was anchoring, yeah, um, she'd do a thumbs <laughs> up better than Gabby, Gabby Roslin because she's she's sort of an out of work <laughs> chat show host. Um, but Gabby Logan. Yeah, <laughs> I think Gabby Logan could cope with that interview, and I think she's got the kind of um, emotional intelligence and capacity to sort of start discussing, oh. you know, some of the issues that uh, Victoria has raised. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Logan's done something like that that I've actually seen, like talking about the psychological strain that a lot of sports people are under. All right, <laughs> but yeah, so Craig. Um, I, thought, I, th- I think Craig from, from Boss is probably <laughs> suffering from that kind of... I mean, who knows? Maybe he just had a, a right laugh and, every, you know, everyone else said, oh, oh look, isn't that difficult? Mm, I think they were tricky, tricky, those brothers. <laughs> so did you put it in? <laughs> what? Don't know. Oh, um, holding, the, holding the mic out for the no. crowd to sing. No, I'm not going to put it in. No, I, no. I, I think it's too too much fun when you're getting involved with it and i think it's yeah it's out of the artist it's the artist prerogative yes occasionally you want them to sing that iconic bit in the song and you think oh don't give it to the audience but then that's what you have to put up with a little bit of rough at the edges that's all part of the live music experience yeah you've i have to say you've convinced me oh i'm glad about that yeah yeah it's a rarity it's a rarity <laughs> it is isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so what would you like to present unto me Okay. Um, well, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for. <laughs> okay, I'll have to do a quick one. I'll have to do a quick one. Um, okay, I'm 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 kind of sick of being judged by dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. You actually mentioned in the very first episode of Living Room 101 when your dog Jip dragged you through. You dragged Jip through a hedge because you were being chased by a bee, and he yeah, jumped yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm, he did judge me at that point. But um, this has been happening quite recently where, for example, the other day I was in the park with Teddy. Yeah. And I was, I was reading a book on a bench just sat next to the pram. Yeah. Um, and there was like, what, like 15, 20 feet away, hmm. there was kind of a woman and a kid, I think, with a dog. And the dog just started barking at me really, really aggressively. No, yeah? come on. Yeah. And, um, and then <laughs> Teddy sort of looked at the dog and then looked at me and was like, what's this, what's this guy's problem? You know what I mean? <laughs> he just didn't get get what was going on. He's like, in his really shocked face, you're like, oh, what, what's up with this guy? You know? And um, 
Mm. And I was sort of thinking exactly the same, like going, well, what's this? But the worst thing about it was, and this is part of what I want to put in, is that the owner was staring at me. Like, Like, what have you done to make my dog bark? Exactly. Oh, oh. He spotted something. He spotted something in this guy. You know, yeah, he's dodgy, isn't he? He's dodgy. Look, let's have a look at him. Oh, my God. You know, because he never normally barks like this. So, you know, he must, there must be something up. Oh, weird guy. Weird guy on a bench reading a book with a baby. Oh, weird guy. Yeah, Mm. yeah. No, you're right to bark. Bark it up. Bark it up. He must be a thief. He's reading a book. I'm like, what's, what's going on? Teddy's, Teddy's like, what's the problem here? Why, why, why is this, this thing like, making this noise yeah you know? you've got something to tell me dad yeah like, and he's looking what? at me he's looking at me for an explanation he's looking back at the dog and he's looking at me again going who's this guy and was What's the owner on? not just getting the dog to shut up that's the thing it didn't do the owner didn't do anything all the owner did was stare at me going yeah 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 you, you spotted what? something and he's dodgy he's dodgy he must be how long did the dog bark for i mean this went on for like several minutes and oh. it was like and it was i was just why why is the dog barking at me you know i mean and then i started getting paranoid about like well maybe i have got something wrong with me you know oh, maybe this no. dog maybe this dog has got a sixth sense or it can smell something you know cuz like yeah dogs can smell one part in a million you know whatever. right 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 so they got incredibly you were know you like um, were you suddenly like god but can the dog does it know about that rubber i stole on the street does it know when i was does the dog know does the yeah. dog know that was what yeah. i started thinking and the owners obviously like going Yes, yes, the dog does know. Yeah, yeah, because it wouldn't it wouldn't bark like this normally. And I'm just like, just at least at least try and turn the dog away from barking. That especially when I've got a baby who's like clearly surprised and perturbed by the situation. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, nothing like that. Just staring at me, like, yeah, yeah. There's probably something wrong with him. And I've had that happen to me before. You I'm know, sorry. where 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 they kind of let the dog just bark at you and they say, oh, he's obviously spotted something. Oh, yeah, he's because they sense. value they value the security guard persona of the dog. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but then, <laughs> but then what happened? There was a woman who, with a toddler who was walking in front of the dog. Dog started barking at the toddler, and the toddler's not having any of it. He's like he stopped in his tracks, staring at the dog, going, "This is a very dangerous situation. What you know? What are you yeah. going to do about it, Mum?" And it was only at that point that the, that the owner sort of like went, "Oh well." There's probably nothing dodgy about a two-year-old, so I'm going to try and make the dog stop, you know. Ugh. Yeah? And so in that situation, uh, she tried to make the dog stop barking at this guy, at this at this two-year-old. And he, he, he was <laughs> this like... This guy? Yeah, this guy. And he was like, he was yeah, no, fair enough. I'm, I'm not walking past... Mm. I'm not walking past this dog. He's obviously insane, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to let this stand. I'm not going to let this stand. Um, and so there was like a Mexican standoff... Wow. And basically, the dog backed down, and the two-year-old really? passed, really? passed, you know, safely, um, having mastered the situation. Wow! Um, but just even when the two-year-old wasn't even fully passed, yeah, guess what the owner did? Let the dog off the lead. Yes. <gasps> the owner let the dog off the lead. No. I mean, you know, the dog starts going berserk like the dog's got i mean obviously the dog has got a screw loose yeah 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 <laughs> it's like it's it's gone berserk yeah all over the park yeah starts barking at this old couple sitting at a table just oh, barking no. it up your owner's oh, doing no. nothing yeah but then doesn't do doesn't do a few minutes with the old people just thinking oh yeah maybe they're all right actually you know moves on 
starts barking at the bunting, like that is tied around the tree, like giving the bunting like hell. Yeah. Yeah. Giving yeah. the bunting like m- major hell, like up, up this tree. Bunting can be pretty smug to be fair. Well, it's very bright, you know, yeah, the bunting yeah, yeah, was yeah, very yeah. bright, all different colours. Yeah. So the dog's taken total exception to that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm not having primary colours. I am not having that, he's saying. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> and he spent, but then, and you know, he gave the bunting a good few minutes. Mm-hmm. That was another one that, that mm-hmm. got a good few minutes, you know? It was mm-hmm. just, it was chaos. What was going on? <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway, as I say, this has happened a few times where a dog spotted something or thinks it has, starts judging me, and then yeah. the owner joins in. I was just sitting there reading my book. I mean, fair enough if you'd seen the title of the book and thought that's totally mm. inappropriate to what, be reading. What was it, if you don't mind me asking? Well, it was the latest um, book club book. Yeah, yeah. It's called but Hunting it... Gathering. And it's uh, like, it's oh, French thing. It's very light reading, actually. It's, it's, it's not. It's, so it's nothing about, like, how to oppress dogs. Like, nothing nothing no, about that. No. There was nothing about that in there. And the whole atmosphere of the book, the whole kind of style of it was like Amelie. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. And what? And what know, it, wasn't, it wasn't written by a dog, was it? Or It wasn't written by a dog. No, no. no it was written no. By, a, by a French author. Uh, and like, and, um, but what could a dog have against Amelie? I don't, I, don't, I don't see anything offensive about that. There wasn't. There wasn't anything. And Teddy's, um, you know, Teddy's minding his own business. He's a very inoffensive nine-month-old baby. reading a book was he or he didn't Teddy have like was... a, a toy that the dog thought maybe would have been better for the dog nope nope nothing like that <sighs> well this guy's mad yeah um that's what Teddy was thinking <laughs> um okay as as you know uh, a very well respected living room 101 judge i have to say um you come to me with one specific incident, right? And but you're trying to paint dogs as really judgmental creatures. Yeah. No, but I'm a know, I, I, this could just oh. be a bad apple, you know. I'm pro dog. Okay, I'm pro dog, and hmm. yeah, I love dogs. I think they're brilliant. Um, I think we might have put dogs into living room 101, didn't we? <laughs> maybe, maybe we didn't. David Hughes wanted dogs in. He wanted. Well, no, he wanted all the kind of. Bullshit about dogs putting in, didn't Oh, he? yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm pro-dog, and what I want to be putting into Living Room 101 is feeling judged by a dog, and and then the o- owner joins in. That's what I want to put in, because there's, mm. no, there's no place for that. That's, that's sort of – that is a besmirchment of, on other dogs, on dog kind. And I think it's also affecting, you know, the, like my relationship with dogs. I think – you've got no right to judge me don't judge me yeah but yeah but listen look you know like you can't really squash dog rights like why should a dog not be allowed to judge you um i am feeling a bit judged maybe i shouldn't have worn this particular hat today you Mm -hmm. know like i judged a man today who i saw sitting on the wall outside my flat wearing one of those hats which really should be on you know an extra in the film of oliver the musical you know, it's yeah, for yeah. a Dickensian urchin. But I I'm didn't, pres- you know. Presuming you didn't bark at him for four minutes. <laughs> I, I didn't bark at him at all. And, uh, you know, the judgment, I think and I hope, was all internal as I went through the Rolodex in my mind of all the fine. people I've seen in those in fine. those hats. Yeah, that's know? fine. Yeah. Judge, um, judge away. 
internal judging, judge away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. But you maybe know, barking that's, in someone's face, maybe it's especially maybe... when you're in charge of a of a young baby, uh, it's annoying. It's annoying when the owner gets involved, particularly. <laughs> yeah, you know I, I mean, I and, the owner's, and the owner's just staring at you, not trying to stop the dog barking, just staring at you, like as if it's your problem. You've made my dog bark by just being there. No, I'm sitting on the bench. I was here before you. It could just be your perception. Like it could be like a kind of horror story where you find out later that there was like a serial killer hiding behind your bench. Mm, That's just shivers up my spine. (laughs) That's horrible. (laughs) And then then there was another serial killer hiding behind the bench that the old people were on. And then... God, yeah. there's a bloody, there's a third serial killer up the tree that yeah. the bunting's on, right? Yeah. And listen, if that was the case, oh my obviously, goodness, I've just what? realized something. You what? know who the serial killer was? Who? The owner. What do you mean? The owner? The dog was trying to warn everyone in the park that the owner was a serial killer. Oh wow! What? So the dog's sort of saying, "It's like run away, run away, yeah, yeah, run away, man and baby, run away, old couple, run away, bunting." This it's not safe for you. Owner is not good news, and that's why the owner was staring at me. Yeah, wasn't trying to shut the dog up. No, no, it's the, the owner was no, thinking about having you for lunch. lunch. No, but hang on. If the owner right was like that, yeah, mm. and the dog's trying to warn people, the owner would would then try and shut the dog up under the under the guise of no. trying to make your life better, no, but, but actually yeah, trying yeah. to protect their own identity. No, 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 no. You're thinking like a, a normal person, if you don't mind me saying. You're not thinking <laughs> like a serial killer. They like I'm to thinking play like games. Craig. You're thinking like Craig. You need to be thinking like Hannibal Lecter, right? I need to so, think like Matt Goss. That's what I need to yeah, be yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you know, like Gosso... Gosso yeah. isn't shutting that dog up. He's no. loving it. He's loving the game. He's like, look at this chump. He thinks the dog has taken a gin him. You know, he thinks the dog thinks he's offensive. He doesn't realize the dog is warning him mm. that I'm a horrible serial killer. Yeah. Wanted in 43 states. So every time a dog is is doing that, judge what I think is judging me, and then the owner's joining in, you think the owner is a serial killer, in fact, yeah. and the dog's warning him. I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah. I'm not sure that that's the case though. <laughs> I don't I don't think I'm not 100% that's the case. I just feel you know what's happening here. You're judging the dog. So it feels a wee bit hypocritical. I, I think, think this is I think this would be, you know, if we got rid of this, this would help human dog relations generally. Already? Uh, yeah. And I and I think it would help people, you know, not to have to suffer. Um, being on the receiving end of, of being judged by a dog. No, I'm really sorry. I can't put it in, and I'll, I'll tell you why. It's a bit like, you know, when you're a cameraman on Blue Planet and you're not supposed to stop, you know, a shark eating a turtle. Um, it, it's like, I feel like if I start messing with nature and taking away dogs' ability to judge people, there's going to be a terrible, like, um, what do you call it? Like ripple effect where around the world, people's kind of dogs that they rely on to kind of warn them against no, no, dodgy it's the situations. Opposite. It's the opposite of that. We're not talking about when dogs get it right. We're talking about when dogs get it wrong. We're taking that but away. Dogs have got to have the right to, to make mistakes. No, I think that they, you know, they should be getting it right. You know, no, they're not it's, robots. It's important. It's they're important talk. for them. 
it's important for them to get it right so that the owner then has confidence that when they bark at someone, something is up. You, you know you're I mean? trying to make dogs into robo dogs, and they're <laughs> not. Dogs are humans too. I don't think you want to do that, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> that's me. That's me just getting in the Hal impression from uh, yeah. two heads and one space odyssey that I wanted to do in this episode. Yeah, go on, do it again. I don't what think you it? want to do that, Tom. No, I'm, I'm not putting it in. I, 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 it feels, it doesn't feel right to me. I feel like you're being a little bit like speciesist. And on that note, uh, we're coming to the end of the podcast. Okay, Tom. <laughs> Let's, end end podcast. <laughs> Let's end the podcast, Tom. I'm not very you good do, at it. You, you get tempted to do the brass noise now. You do it again? <laughs> it sounds oh, like I'm good. trying to help someone get over a wall. <laughs> yeah. My right. my well, I hope you're going to practice that, though. You know, I will practice yeah, it. Yeah, I'll, yeah, pra- yeah, I'll yeah. practice it every day. Okay. Cool, 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 Well, that was fun. That was fun. But I better get back to watching EastEnders now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right, then, Chris. I'm going to say... Goodbye, Chris. I'm going to say goodbye now, Tom. (laughs) 